every drug cartel, sex trafficker, terrorist, and bad guy is using corporations, trusts, limited partnerships to hide their money. And the ones who are sophisticated enough to do that, none of them make more than $5 million and none of them have more than 20 employees. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Today's episode may not be very fun. <laughs> this might not be fun at all. I mean, it might be fun that we get to be angry at the government, but that's pretty much it. We had a request which we love. Goodness, we love requests. Yes, please send them. I heard about this in one of my mastermind groups from an attorney, and I was instantly pissed off at this. And then somebody requested it. So I asked my attorney to send me information that I can share with you guys. And we are going to talk about the Corporate Transparency Act. And if you've not heard about this, you are not alone. Buckle up. Yeah. This was passed in 2020. I've never heard of this until now. What? It was that long ago? It's part of the Anti-Money Laundering Act passed by Congress in 2020. I see that now. Probably they just hadn't fleshed out the actual rules of it, which they do a lot. This is one of the sneaky, crappy things that the government does. Yeah. They pass this gigantic thing and then there's all of this stuff that gets to go to, not even committees by people that you have voted for, but by little cohorts of little groups of people. They're not elected. And then they come up with all the rules. This is probably one of those. Well, and that's kind of messed up that they can vote something into law and say, we'll hash out the details later. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little broken. The final rule takes effect on January 1, 2024. So if you're listening to this, this is already in place. Congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to 2024 with the bang. Heather, tell us what the stated purpose is. Do you have that there? Yes, I do. It's really interesting because it's really about to prevent money laundering, drug cartels, sex traffickers, terrorists, and other bad guys from hiding their activities using shell companies and other entities. Well, that sounds like a noble and good cause. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, right. But I think about every time I go to the airport, only in the last six months have I thought to myself, man, a group of people ruined this for us. Like going through security, maybe not you, you pay for pre-check, I don't. But like, even still pre-check, like going through security is a pain. And it's because of a group of people. So there's side effects that aren't intended, I guess, unintended, or maybe they're intended, but always. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that a lot of this stuff is absolutely purpose-driven. So I just want to point out who this affects, okay? So pay attention. Any corporation, LLC, limited partnership, LLP, LLLP, and any business trust, any entity created by filing a document with the Secretary of State... I think that's literally everything. Yeah. And then there are exemptions. In a little bit, we'll talk about why this is so absurd. But there are exemptions for large companies. There should be exemptions for small companies because this is ridiculous. Yeah. The exemptions for large companies, any company with 20 plus full-time employees or $5 million in gross receipts or has a physical office in the US. Okay. Now, our company doesn't qualify. 
none of my companies qualify for this. None of them qualify for the exemption. And I have a lot of companies. Yeah. And even the trusts, Ron, because the trusts before had that anonymity with it. So here's what this ridiculous thing does. Okay. You ready for this? Reporting companies, and this is a reporting thing. You have to report. Okay. Reporting companies must identify a beneficial owner of the reporting company. Okay. So if you have any of those entities that I just mentioned, which is pretty much any entity, and you don't have an exemption, you must comply. So who's a beneficial owner? Any individual who owns or controls, now that's important, owns or controls 25% of the reporting company, or if no one owns 25% of the company, then any individual who directly or indirectly exercises substantial control over the company. And at least one beneficial owner must be identified and several beneficial owners may need to be identified. And let's talk about what that means. Substantial control is an officer or anyone who functions like an officer, regardless of title. And then the beneficial owner is an individual who owns or controls 25% ownership interest in a company. And then ownership interest includes an interest in a joint venture. I mean, there's like no way out of it from everything I'm reading there. (laughs) No. So if I joint venture with Heather and it's her company, but the joint venture, right? As the joint venture, I have a 45% stake in that joint venture. Then she has to report me as a beneficial owner of a company of which I am not an owner. That's crazy. It's absolutely unreal. Yeah. Wow. I think it's frustrating, I guess, that the only people who are exempt are large companies. Now, there's another really cool thing that the attorney told me because the reason he was freaking out about this is specifically because he is a company applicant. So information on company applicants must also be reported. Okay. So think about this. Now I go to my attorney and I say, I need an LLC in Mississippi for whatever, whatever. Okay. He is now the company applicant. He also now has to be reported because he's the person who filed the documents. So if your CPA or you or someone else filed the documents on your behalf, they also have to report. And if they don't report, they get the same thing. Now, what is it that they need <laughs> on all of these people? Wait, I'm so confused by that. Sorry. If I'm that attorney and I help to file, I'm the company applicant for these different entities and they don't file, can he file? Like, it's crazy. No, no, no. Everybody has to file. So think about this now. His business is creating entities. That's literally what the man does. Hmm. So let's say he created a thousand entities last year. He has to report. Wow. He has to hire someone to full-time report himself on all of these. Now, in addition to that, he has to reach out to all of these business owners and make them aware that they also have to report. And what do they have to report? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. This is a lot. Oh, I mean, it's like pull your pants down is what it feels like. That's not all it feels like, Heather. That's just the beginning of what it feels like. Yeah. So the name of the reporting company itself, each beneficial owner, as defined earlier, the company applicants, as defined earlier, full name of the company and any fictitious names, any DBAs doing business as street address of principal place of business, state of formation and EIN. Now. In addition to that, 
it gets better. Yeah, this is where I'm like, yeah, it only gets better. The beneficial owner and company applicants have to give their full legal name, date of birth, current address, driver's license number, passport number, other government issued number, and image of the document showing the number. A copy of your identification. I mean, what could go wrong here? I'm just... Right? This is a government program. The government is super duper squared away. And we're going to provide them with a host of new information. Okay? Mm -hmm. And what could possibly go wrong? Now, most of this information, I mean, to some degree, the states already have this. But this isn't a state thing. This is the federal government getting all of this information on state companies. Companies that are in certain states. And there's no final rule yet on who can access it. Mm -mm. This is in effect. It's into law. And they don't really have an idea of who can access this information. No, no, no. They have an idea, Heather. They have an idea. They haven't told us yet. And you know what? They may not ever tell us. Yeah, that's a good point. And even if they do tell us, I think we've already learned that it doesn't really matter what they tell us. They'll do whatever in the hell they want anyway. Yeah. Because it says the proposed idea is federal and state local governments, so federal, state, and local, I should say, judges and prosecutors and foreign law enforcement agencies, banks, so they can comply with regulations, IRS, and other federal agencies if they demonstrate a need to know. (laughs) I don't think the ones that they said have a need to know. Yeah. That's what I think. Now, when does this go into effect? It's already in effect. Yeah. If you have existing companies, they've given you a year. Well, less now, but they've given you a year. You have until January 1st of 2025 to have made these reports. New companies formed after January 1. So every single company from here forth must report within 30 days after they're registered. Mm -hmm. 30 days. That's faster than you have to get a driver's license if you move. Unbelievable. And 30 days to report changes. Yep. That you had previously reported. So if you move, you have 30 days Yep. and 30 days to correct it. This is absurd. This is just absurd. The person filing the report must certify that the report is accurate and complete and share with everybody what the fines and penalties are. <laughs> so listen up out there. You have an LLC. You have a corporation. You have any of those things, limited partnerships, joint ventures, any of the things that we've talked about, you have those. Here's what you get. As a winner, if you don't do this right. Fines from 25000 to a quarter million dollars for failure to comply. Not up to 25000 From 25000 Heather said it right, by the way. This is for effect. Usually it's like up to and then they let you off easy. They start at $25,000 and go up to two fifty. For a small business too, or if you have an LLC that you're not really using at all, right? Like it's a $25,000 fine. And then this is the kicker, Ron, up to two years. This does say up to, up to two years imprisonment. And it says, and it doesn't say, or it says, and up to, now this isn't up to, so you might only get 30 days. Who knows? But This is a federal thing. This is not like, you know, you got drunk and they stuck you in the holding tank for a little while. This is federal prison. Yeah. Now that you're really pissed because no one even mentioned that this was going through our illustrious government and getting passed. Now that you know it two years after they did it and you're saying to yourself, 
just what in the hell have I done to deserve this kind of encroachment on, I mean, I was so pissed when I first heard about this. I'm getting more and more pissed. Heather, let's just assume for just a second that you're a drug runner. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) So you're a drug runner, okay? And you've got yourself an LLC because what drug runner doesn't run all their money through an LLC? True. Right? Who would use cash? Who would? Sex traffickers. Every sex trafficker I know, (laughs) they all have at least an LLC. Some of them are incorporated, you know, Mm -hmm, and some mm -hmm. of them have gotten super tricky and they have trusts that they've set up to hold the human beings that they're trafficking. And they have different trusts because you don't want slip and fall people suing you and taking everything in your sex trafficking trust. This is freaking absurd. This is absurd. (laughs) On its face, it's absurd. And the most absurd thing is, let's just say you are a sex trafficker and you did set up your business the appropriate way and you're paying your taxes like a good human being, right? (sighs) Yeah. If you're If you're trafficking human beings and you have any kind of a business at all, then you meet the $5 million or the 20 plus. I don't know any personal sex traffickers, but you'd only have to have 20 people that you're trafficking and you're exempt. No, 19 because you're included. I don't even take ibuprofen. So I love that you use that as an example for me. But like every drug bust I've ever seen on TV, in the news, there's always a bunch of cash everywhere. They're not like, here's my checkbook. I'm like, I don't understand. Like what illegal business like that is running on the up and up has W-2 employees. I don't know. That's crazy to me. (laughs) The stated purpose is to prevent money launderers, drug cartels, sex traffickers, terrorists, and other bad guys from hiding their activities using shell corporations and other entities. Because every drug cartel, sex trafficker, terrorist and bad guy that I've ever met in my life is using corporations, trusts, limited partnerships to hide their money. And the ones who are sophisticated enough to do that, none of them make more than $5 million and none of them have more than 20 employees. This is absurd. Let's just call it what it is. The stated purpose is to go out and gather a whole bunch of information for the federal government from the state level and make it mandatory with some serious teeth so that people comply. That's what this is. It should piss every one of you off. I mean, to the degree that we all call in and say, just what in the literal hell were you guys thinking when you passed this? Unreal. Yeah, it's true. It puts us more at risk. It puts business owners at risk. And I have LLCs for my properties, right? I have other LLCs too. My brain is going, what if I miss one? Like, What if I miss filing for one? And is the $25,000 fine minimum, is that per occurrence? What if you have 10 LLCs and you've just missed the memo? We're out of the country on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like the ramifications are insane. This is worse than like not filing your taxes. It's crazy. Just saying it out loud. It's one of the most infuriating things that has happened recently. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't even hear about this till someone emailed about it. I had to look it up. Quote, unquote, the catch-all phrase. How many bad guys are there that are running multi-million dollar companies? 
or have more than 20 employees. I was making a joke earlier about the sex traffickers having people that they're pimping out as their employees, right? But it's true. Yeah. That's literally what they're doing. Guaranteed they're not running it like a legitimate company. And there's a whole lot of bad guys that run really successful companies who don't even have to report. The majority of them, I would argue, the people who you, the government, really want to go after are the ones who are actually successful. And they already make more than that. Yep, it's true. They already have more employees than that. You've literally given all of your buddies a pass and you've stuck it to the small business owner. That's what you just did. You're getting a whole bunch of information on a bunch of people, in my opinion, unconstitutionally, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. Every one of you should be ashamed of yourselves who signed that freaking law. Yeah, it, it does make me want to make a phone call after we record today. I think I might. And that's what you should all do. Mm -hmm. When we end this program, as you guys all know, I tell you to go make something happen. And the thing that you should make happen is you should make people know just how livid you are about this absurdity that they passed into law. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you should do is you should look up all of the people who voted for this. And I don't care if you like them or not, you should vote against them. They should not be rewarded for passing this. The name of this, again, for those of you who weren't paying attention, the anti-money laundering. <laughs> I mean, this just is a joke. <laughs> the Anti-Money Laundering Act passed by Congress in 2020 should have been called the let's go grab a whole bunch of data that we don't have any, any authority to grab. Let's go grab it from the states. You probably know this already because you're smart. But you might know people who don't know this. We live in a republic, and a republic is a group of states. The states are supposed to control things, and anything not specifically outlined in the Constitution given to the federal government belongs to the states, not the feds. And we better stop giving up all of our rights, or we're not going to live in a republic anymore. And I am not sorry about getting all pissed off about this today. It should piss you off too. Yeah. I'm seeing if I can find a link to put in the show notes. Yeah, we'll find a link and we'll put it in the show notes. And on that happy note, everybody, you go out there and make something happen. That something should be show these elected morons that you're livid at them individually for signing this crap. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.